Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, with the meditation of all of our hearts and the words of my lips, be pleasing unto you, O my rock and my Redeemer. Amen. Ever been faced with a tough decision? With a dilemma? Joseph faced one in this, doesn't he? Mary, his fiance, is turned up pregnant. That's a scandal in any time, isn't it? But particularly so in the society in this day. By the laws of the day, Mary actually could have been put to death. Mary was engaged to Joseph. And in that time meant they were not yet completely married, but contracted to each other. Joseph was a just man. Mary was a virtuous woman. For her to be great with child before the ceremony was a horrible thing. Joseph was not, all, was not at all a wishy-washy person of faith. He was a person of strength and of purpose. Is committed and faithful to the religious traditions so that he was bound by these and therefore ready to act on that commitment. So because he was a righteous man, Joseph knows that Mary's pregnancy is a violation of both the social convention and ethics for an unmarried person. This was his dilemma. What to do about her obvious breach of the law? Have her killed or divorce her? Those were his options. The law did not permit him to simply forgive and forget. So he decides to divorce her, the more humane of this customary legal option. Perhaps out of kindness or regret, he decides to do it quietly in order not to shame her. Maybe she can go back to her home and he can go back on with his life. And both will do the best that they can. And just when he has decided, as soon as he has finally thought that he had the problem solved, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
She will bear a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now he really faces a dilemma, doesn't he? Follow the religious law to which he has been faithful all his life, or go against social convention, the law and ethics, and stay with her. Trust what he has known and has been taught all his life, or believe the words of this angel that comes to him in a dream. The child she carries is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. Joseph faces something foreign to all of us, to all of his understanding and all of all of his life. Conventional expectations and an accepted way of life was being challenged by what could only be as interpreted as a call from God for him to break from those expectations and those norms. The old rules dictated that Joseph do one thing, and he'd always been a man who colored between the lines, who was committed to his faith and followed the Torah. Now he is being called to do something different. Somehow, some way, for reasons unknown necessarily to us, he chooses to follow this dream over following the law, the rules of his people. Now, rules are rules, right? Rules make life predictable. Rules are how we know what is what. Boundaries and possibilities are all defined by rules. And for the most part, we all try to follow the rules. This is our, our conventional way of living. Our text reminds us that the preparations for the first Christmas were anything but conventional and were far from proper. As Joseph teaches us today, sometimes the faithful thing to do and the faithful way to be are at odds with social convention. Joseph violated both convention and the law when he chose to remain faithful to Mary. Why? Because God as God often does, intervened in an unexpected way. God sent an angel to appear to him in a dream and let Joseph know what that first Christmas was going to mean. I know this is not what you expected, Joseph, but it's going to be okay. I'm about to do something wonderful, despite the fact that you are in a rather socially unacceptable situation. Now, the easy thing to do often is to simply stay with the customary, obey the law, refuse to be swayed from strict adherence to what we have always done. Sometimes we need not so much to pry into the validity of something so much as to simply accept it through trust. When conventional wisdom comes face to face with the call of God, is there really ever a choice for us as believers? For Joseph really was no choice either. His understanding of what he understood to be right thing to do as the law demanded is challenged directly by the call of God. The question for us naturally is, what happens when our notions of righteousness and justice come up against the ways, the ways of God's creative mercy? What happens when God intrudes upon our nicely laid plans and decisions? How do we even know when it is God speaking to us in a dream and when those dreams are just a result of bad food? So 
so often we don't know. We do our best. We rely on our better judgment about what we should do. Often we analyze and analyze and talk and talk. And being United Methodists, we form committees and we talk some more and we analyze some more. And then we form another committee and we do more. Sometimes, after all of that talking and analyzing, we settle on some safe solution to our problems. Better safe than sorry, we say, right? But what if, friends, what if during this Christmas season, with all of its routines and the normal expectations, we choose to do something different, like what Joseph did? What if instead of playing it safe, we listened to the voice of God and chose to throw conventional wisdom out the window? What if we choose simply to believe the word of the Lord and to follow God's commands? wonder if that might make a difference in our Christmas experience this year. For Joseph, the call was to trust and to do as the angel told him. Our text says, For him to say yes, and for him to stay with Mary, for him to believe that Mary's child was from the Holy Spirit, and that this one would save people from their sins, is to say that this is a radically new beginning. God's doing, not ours. And when Joseph and Mary journeyed to that first Christmas, they did not know where God would take them. All they knew was that something wonderful had been promised and that they had been beckoned to follow. Unexpected things, things outside of convention, can often be wonderful signs that God is at work. Growing up in a Parsonage family and as a son of a pastor, Oftentimes in the busy, this is a little busy for us at times, this season, Christmas, Advent. But we always took time to either go to the Christmas tree lot or to a Christmas farm if we lived near one. And either my dad or I would pick up the tree and hold it. We'd have to turn it so you could see all sides. I hear, I heard a laugh, maybe there's something else somebody does. To make sure that mom was okay with it, Right? Finally, we would settle on one after we would walk and look and walk and look and pick one up, put it back. We'd finally settle on one. A grand tradition of doing this. Not a, but not a, we would never find a perfect tree. Every year, we would bring home a tree that was never as perfect as we wanted it to be, as we had in our minds. But we would place it, put lights on it, and decorate it. It would become part of our family for that Christmas season. And at night, if you turn off all the lights in the house, that misshaped tree's light would glow warm and welcoming. It was beautiful. God is always doing something new, even in our imperfection. What begins here, friends, what God announces to Joseph and to us that this one to be named Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, who will bring forgiveness to the people, this one we will call Emmanuel, who's God with us, will somehow show us a different way to be. 
The text calls us to rise and follow God's call. Maybe we do not know where the journey will take us or the path that God has set before us, but our call is to trust in the promise of God. Our call to be the sign of Emmanuel, God with us, for the world in which we live. Be with those who are hurting and who are suffering. Reach out into the world with the love of God. Be the hands and the feet of Christ for the world. Be the difference makers, like Joseph is for us. The difference makers through our faith and through our witness in the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.